This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. This is ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanisha. Want to just say welcome you into the show. It is a $2 Tuesday. Still haven't figured out what we're paying $2 for. But, hey, it's a $2 Tuesday. I just like the name. It got a nice ring to it, T. So we're just going to roll with that. We want to thank you for making ATL Day 1s your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Last night, I think, T, the concern level starting to rise just a little bit. I'm not all the way there, but... I think well, I'm, I'm getting a little bit, I don't know about you, I'm getting a little bit close to that spot. We'll talk about that with the Braves and the Phillies last night. And also, the Falcons made some additions on both sides of the football. We'll talk about who will have the biggest impact for the Falcons for the 2022 season. And last but not least, in for the culture team, you know, we got to be special about this thing. My main man, The Rock, my favorite wrestler of all time, <laughs> running the XFL. They have announced where they will be playing. We'll talk about all of that in For the Culture. But first, the Braves lose T to, to the Phillies last night, late in the eighth inning. Three-run home run given up by A.J. Minter. When I saw that ball go out the park, as soon as I saw him hit the ball, T, I knew that exactly where that bad boy was going. It had a date with some random fan that was going to take it home a souvenir. <laughs> right. Well, Stott had a home run, that three-run home run. He also had a double in the game. He was, I mean, he was the, the, the Braves killer last night. But right. on the same token, it was a weird game all the way around because the three runs that the Braves got early were like on a um, wild pitch and then an error in the outfield. So you kind of were up 3-0, but it was kind of like a weird 3-0. And then, you know, you come back and you go up 4-3, but then you let them come back. And this right. is kind of that weird thing because the one thing AJ Mentor does well is he's not going to give up a home run to a lefty. And right. that was the first one in like maybe 200, I think it was 244 appearances that he had right. not given up that home run. So even though he's been a little unsteady lately, I think his ERA is now up above five, whereas he started the month of July, eh, right around two or three, it still is a bit of an anomaly because again, He's not done it in all that time. The Braves have not lost back-to-back -back games in over a month. And sometimes when you gift somebody, like the Phillies gifted them in the first inning, sometimes mm -hmm. they take it back. And that's kind of what happened last night. But I, like you, I'm a little bit concerned only because just like the Braves were 10 games behind, 10 and a half games behind the Mets, and they caught them, who's to say that the Phillies can't catch the Braves now being just six games behind them. So yes, right. every game counts, especially a divisional game that you're supposed to win. Right. Yes. And it's and that's and that's the key right there. They are supposed to beat the Phillies. They mm -hmm. they are a better team than the Phillies right now. And I think that yes. when you get those type of performance performances, you know, uh, from from a Mac, you know a Max Free, you know, they didn't have his best stuff, but you know he right. was definitely sitting guys down last night. Mm -hmm. I think he ended up with eight strikeouts. Yes. Um, in in the game, so I think that's no walks, something that though, yeah. no walks. That is that is the even more that's important. Huge, step, right? Right? Yes, <laughs> you know, that's huge. You're keeping guys off base, and you're 
you know, you're you're, you're letting your defense rest, so to speak. You know, when you when you send guys home, um, yes. go back to the, back to the duck out with their heads mm-hmm. up between the tail. I think that's 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 the thing you kind of have to pay attention to as to how the guys performing. So it mm-hmm. was like you said, it was some 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 interesting things as far as, um, like you said, weird and and and. and you know uh, how they how the Braves scored their first runs. You know yeah. Johan Camargo with the error. I was like, man, right. is he throwing the game? I was like, well, keep doing it. You know, I appreciate you for that. But you know, it's just that's that's the thing that that's that's the level of concern. I, I guess that's where my concern comes in is how they're scoring. They're not necessarily scoring because you know they're just you know going up to the um, going up to the plate and just swinging away and and, and, and taking advantage of. Their matchups mm-hmm. against that whatever pitcher it is, but right. they they got runs on mistakes, and mm-hmm. that's that's the thing that kind of makes me get a little feeling in my gut. I was like, all right, yeah. now, like, you know, you guys aren't doing ex- really exactly what you're supposed to do, but it it is uh, it's something that you know you got to keep your eye on as they, mm-hmm. they move mm-hmm. forward and try to definitely try to get a win tonight. We'll talk about yeah. next though. The Atlanta Hawks made a very Interesting move. He's a fan favorite. We'll talk about that. But before we get there, T, tell the folks about about Dave and what they got going on and how they have partnered with Locked On Sports Atlanta. Yeah, so we keep it 100 here, and we've all been in a situation at some point in our lives when we were a little tight on cash. Maybe you can only afford to put a few gallons of gas in your tank, especially now, or maybe you had another baby shower to go to, or maybe you're invited to dinner, and you kind of had to think before you could say yes or no, so that's where Dave can help. A friend of mine used to always say there is no stress like financial stress facts. So Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Now hindsight is 2020 and you know we can't change the past, but what if you could get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash. Now you can with Dave. So Dave's the banking app that you can help get up to $500 for you instantly with extra cash. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out. There's no interest, no credit check, and millions of people have already downloaded the app. So if you're in a pinch, you need extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. So again, it's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. And remember, your future you will thank you. No doubt about it. Don't be shy. You know, we, we like I said, like T said, we keep it real on the show. And we'll definitely, you know, if you're in a pinch, Dave has definitely got your back. And we thought the Atlanta Hawks got had – uh, Sharif Cooper's back because, but he's yeah. no longer part of the team. T, uh, I'm take you back to July 22nd, which is about four days ago. Right. You know, <laughs> here's a tweet: Atlanta Hawks guard Sharif Cooper has signed his two-way qualifying offer for the 2022-23 season. Right. Right. Yesterday, one day, 24 hours ago, Atlanta Hawks have waived guard Sharif Cooper. Now, mind you. I know the the point guard position is kind of loaded, but we sure. all thought that you know Sharif Cooper at least can be a guy that can relieve somebody on the back mm-hmm. end of the ro- that rotation. If sure. you want to get some 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 minutes off, you know, if Trey wants to get um get some minutes off, or if Dejounte Murray needs some minutes off, he can kind of step in on the back end of that rotation. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It looks like Sharif Cooper is not going to be a part of the Atlanta Hawks team in 2022 at least. Yeah, and it's so weird because the very thing that you just mentioned. All of those things were true and accurate on July 22nd. 
Frank Kaminsky had already been signed to a quote unquote prove it deal. You already had a flooded, you know, kind of a um, a log jam at the one two, because really it's just Frank Kaminsky, Trey Young and Sharif Cooper who are technically points, but you have a plethora of shooting guards who can play the one or the two. So yeah, you got about seven folks in the room, but you already had seven when you made the announcement about his two-way contract. Also, you already knew what his numbers looked like. Uh, I believe 17 points per game in summer league last year, just four this year. And you knew he had a thumb injury. So Jarvis, I I admit, I can't read the tea leaves on this one. I cannot yeah. read the tea leaves on this one, but I'm sure in the next couple of days, we're going to find out more information about it. And like you said, it's really disappointing because Sharif is that guy. I had an opportunity to meet him right after draft night, and we're still cool to this day. Every time I see him, it's a hug, it's love. You know, mm-hmm. I had a chance to meet his family, spoke to him one-on-one, had a couple different interviews with him. And he really looked like at the end of the G League season last year, he looked like the floor general for the Skyhawks. He was really that guy who was leading them along with the likes of Justin Tillman. But somehow it just was not translating enough in summer league. Like I think even before that thumb injury, because I don't think he necessarily went in with the thumb injury or that it was as severe as it was towards the end of summer league. He just still didn't quite look like he had command of that team. And to your earlier point, if you're going to relieve Trey Young, if you're going to relieve DeJounte Murray, you need to look like the guy like a Lou Williams. You need to look like a Bogdan Bogdanovich. You need to look like there won't be any fall off when you get mm-hmm. into the game, because that's one of the things that was one of the challenges sometimes last year before the Hawks finally got on track. Right. Whoever was coming in for Trey when he sat for a couple minutes, literally the, the, the plus minus number, man, the minus number would just go up. So again, fan favorite right here from Atlanta played right down the road in Auburn for a year, excitement around him. But now, hey, 29 other teams have an opportunity to pick him up. So we'll see what happens. But good luck to you, Reef. Great guy. And um, certainly comes from a basketball family. Sister Taya played in the, plays in the WNBA or played in the WNBA. So, yeah, I, I hope I hope he bounces back. I'm sure he will. And, and I think that just to add to it and kind of put a little bow on it, you know, I think Aaron Holiday probably was that, you know, that backup, backup plan, you know what I mean? Like, okay, if Sharif mm-hmm. doesn't, if we don't see what we need to see from Sharif in Las Vegas in the summer league, which he's, yes. there were, you know, he didn't quite do what he, they felt mm-hmm. he should have. And I was like, right. okay, well, we got, we got our, our third point guard, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, um, ready to roll, you know, um, from a veteran standpoint, like I said, former yeah. first round pick and everything. So, you, you you definitely and from defensively too. I think that was a mm-hmm. piece as well that yeah. that that really kind of may have had put the the nail in the coffin, so to speak. Yeah, because Kaminsky uh, Cooper. Kaminsky's offensive numbers are better than Aaron Holiday's. But to your point, Aaron Holiday is willing to play two way and plays some some pretty decent defense. And unfortunately, you know those numbers just. The math wasn't math for Sharif, so. No doubt about it. We, Holiday plays def- decent defense. I think mm-hmm. Dean Pease wants to play decent defense in 2022. So <laughs> they, there were a couple of additions that was added on the defensive side to kind of help him out with that. There were also an addition, a couple of additions on the offensive side. We'll talk about who will have the biggest impact in the 2020 season for the Atlanta Falcons. We'll talk about all that next right here on ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T, part of Locked On Sports. Now, don't go nowhere.
Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra. That is Jarvis. And thank you for checking us out once again today. And also, thanks for downloading this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and continuing to give us five-star reviews. You guys have been so on point with that. And we definitely, definitely appreciate you. And you know what we also hope will be on point this coming fall season? At least some members of the Falcons team, right? So the roster is full right now. Veterans have reported today. In fact, word is Deion Jones reported a little early. Interesting. Maybe he's trying to work his way off that pup list a little sooner rather than later. But yeah, the veterans are back in full effect in Flowery Branch. And of course, everything really kicks off with both the rookies who came in last week, veterans who come in this week starting on Friday. So training camp starts on Friday. Got a couple weeks under your belt before they head to Detroit for their first preseason game on August 12th. So we've been looking at this team drop is off season, watching the moves that were made on both sides of the ball. But now, now, now it's like the rubber is going to hit the road because some pads are going to be on. You may have some joint practices. You already know from everything Arthur Smith has indicated that veterans are going to get more playing time in the preseason. And I think that's because they want to see who has mastered Dean Pease's defense. Let's just start right there because that's going to be one critical piece. And they need to see who is ultimately going to be under center to start game one against the Saints. So let's talk first about the defensive side of the ball, right? Because you had a lot of veterans added to the defensive side of the ball to give Dean Pease a little bit more to work with so that he can operate his defense at way more than that 60% he operated it at last year. Yeah. So with you know, yeah, you want to be a professional defensive coordinator, like exactly, you know, you don't yeah. want to be spoon feeding uh, grown men. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, Which, definitely. Yeah, so that when you think about that, that to me then means that he is looking for some veterans to make some serious impact. So when you think about some of those off-season moves, or even some players who've been there a couple of years, so it might be young veterans or maybe older veterans, who do you need to see? Who has the most potential to make the biggest impact? You know what? The first guy that comes to mind for me is has to be Casey Hayward because mm-hmm. when you think about the deficiencies of the defense last last year, mm-hmm. you know, um, we're just gonna call him FM, not radio, but his initials are F and M. I'm not gonna say his name on the show. I, I refuse to. I'm not gonna do that because he's bringing up wounds, sore wounds. Um, so I, I, it was just really bad over there. Um, just to to keep it to be quite frank, when mm-hmm. you think about the type of play that AJ Terrell was to play on his side and type basically where it forced teams. And not only did there was a deficiency back on the backside, but mm-hmm. AJ Terrell forced that too. And, and a lot of um, different um, scenarios. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that kind of spoke to, you know, his rating, you know, yes. I, I, I don't always subscribe fully to PFF grades, but mm-hmm. I think that if you're ranked behind, only one person yes. in the NFL in that category. I think you've done a pretty good job. And that mm-hmm. guy is Jalen Ramsey. And that's, yeah. in my eyes, the best cornerback in the league, in my yes. eyes. Um, when you're talking about being able to, you know, follow a uh, man around, zone coverage, mm-hmm. press, whatever you want to do, he can get down with it. So I think Indeed. that with Casey Hayward being brought in to the, to the fold, you know, mm-hmm. you got a veteran, a veteran that actually can play. Yeah. You know, and I think that that and, and you and I think just him being solid, all he has mm-hmm. to do is pretty much stay healthy in yeah. order to have a, a big, probably one of the biggest impacts on the team because mm-hmm. you know that's going to help 
a lot of people, right? It's yes. going to help AJ Terrell. Essentially, team force teams is, hey, you know what? We can't just go backside. All we're gonna have to we're gonna have to come over his side at some point, and then that's going to eventually possibly lead to some turnovers, you know, mm-hmm. and, and yes. him getting more interceptions. And mm-hmm. then if you can hold up long enough, you know, Casey Hayward can stay healthy and, and be the guy that he's put, been known to be and he came mm-hmm. into the league to be, that's going to help out the defensive front as well. That's going to help mm-hmm. them be able to get to the quarterback a little yes. bit more. Have that quarterback pat that ball for one more second so those guys mm-hmm. can get home. So I think that, you know, the first person comes to mind, you know, because – we the defense was just terrible to you like yeah. last year. It was it was bad. It was mm-hmm. really bad. And mm-hmm. I think that if you can fix that backside corner, mm-hmm. which I believe they will, like I said, if KC yeah. Hayward stays healthy, that's mm-hmm. exactly that's I feel as that's exactly where they'll be able to go um yeah. from a from a impact standpoint. Casey Hayward is gonna be that guy. And just to add to that, whether he he's, you know, hands in the dirt or not, I think Lorenzo Carter might be mm-hmm. something special, like really giving Dean P somebody to work with who yes. is literally going to be a threat and a fear in that linebacker core, right? So I feel like with Lorenzo Carter, he just, he really, I think he gives Dean P's the versatility that he was yes. looking for that he just did not get anywhere on his defensive front other than Grady Jarrett, if we're, you know, being honest about it, especially, you know, once Grady really got um, a hold of, that particular offense or defense. The other thing I will say is this, and I'm going to call him an, a young veteran because we were kind of talking about those guys who are like five years and older. But if we have to look at a younger veteran, I got my eye on Marlon Davidson. Like this is the year you have got to make a big impact. Yeah, because no we're now going into year three. And I know that makes you, you know, a young veteran, if you will, but he's kind of my honorable mention for you know, somebody who needs to make a big impact, not just for this team, but for himself. And when you speak about big impacts, you know how you can make a big impact if you follow our partners, Bet Online, right, Jarvis? BetOnline.net is the place where you need to be because, you know, as we get ready to get started mm-hmm. with training camp, practice, that means preseason games. You can yes. practice at betonline.net because it is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. It is the fastest and easy way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including the specialties, right? The MMA, the boxing, and the golf. You know, you know the live. Everybody making all these noise about live golf. Go over <laughs> here and place a bet. Check them mm-hmm. out. I'm sure there's some good numbers you can get, some good yes. bets. And then guess what? They have all the information that you need to make the best choice. Head to the website today to use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Mm-hmm. Bet online is where the game starts. Go there yes. right now. And where the Falcons game starts on offense is with Dave Ragone and Arthur Smith. They have themselves a few more toys to work with. Granted, bit, yeah. A lot of those toys right. in, in this 2022 draft, but they also got some toys, some shiny new things in the offseason. So we really don't talk a lot about some of those veterans low key on that offensive side who can make an impact. And, and rightfully so. It's just what you said. The defense was so bad last year that all you can do is look at them and be optimistic about who they added in free agency. But there could be some veterans on the offensive side who could make a difference as well. And as we talked about giving Dean Pease the opportunity to run his defense in full effect, giving Arthur Smith and Dave Ragone the opportunity as well to really expand their playbook. So with that in mind, who would you like to see as a veteran make that impact on offense? 
T, the first person that I have to go with, because I thought I thought about, you know, a guy like Jermaine and Fetty, right? You know, we talked you about- You already know that's my guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I know that's where you're going. So I ain't gonna, I'm, 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 I'm gonna let you have, I'm gonna let you have that one. So I'm gonna have to go with, you know, um, Brian Edwards. You know, yes. Brian, the, the um, yeah, guy they traded for the Raiders. Yes. Yeah, traded to, for the Raiders. Driving. I think he's gonna be a guy who can work in that slot because yeah. that is gonna be a nice trio of wide receivers, mm -hmm. like literally tree with an emphasis mm -hmm. on tree. You yes. know, talking about Drake London, Kyle Pitts being able to line up outside and inside and mm -hmm. put his hand down in the dirt, connected to yes. the line as well. And so when you think about, and I think that, you know, Edwards is a guy that the Falcons specifically sought out because they know exactly what they need. They know mm -hmm. what exactly what they need in a wide receiver and because yes. we already know what the mold is. Mm -hmm. They like those big guys, those rangy guys. Those guys can take, advan take advantage of those, those smaller DBs mm -hmm. that might be lining up in front of them each yes. and every Sunday. So I think Brian Edwards is a guy that potentially could be that guy to have a little breakout season because one of his former yeah. teammates was just speaking glowingly. And then Darren mm -hmm. Waller, he talked about how Edwards is a, a guy that – needs another shot needs another mm -hmm. opportunity because when you leave, when you go somewhere and, and waller understands that because he was mm -hmm. originally drafted by the ravens and he went to the raiders and became an absolute baller you know yeah. of course for some off the field stuff but you never know what guys go through and like mm -hmm. i said when you get to get an opportunity at with another team guys get that feeling of a fresh start so i think yeah. edwards is gonna for those couple of reasons i think that he'll be a guy that that you can look for look towards to have have a, a pretty good season yeah i can't believe the falcons got him for what basically nothing a sixth round pick i mean i'm yeah. like talk I, I really believe he's going to be a steal I truly believe he is going to be a steal and like you said you know who i have my eye on i'm probably just going to stand there wherever the o-line is every single day in training camp that i go and then every right. preseason game i'm just going to have i'm going to yeah. rewind the tape when i'm not physically there and just watch and see what is going on on that right side because Chris Lindstrom deserves help. He deserves better for all of the great play that he has given the Falcons since he was drafted. He deserves better. Now, Caleb McGarry has taken some steps. We know that. And so I don't want to minimize what he's tried to do in the offseason to get his body right and hopefully his mind right and that sort of thing. However, I think that, and maybe when you have somebody like Jermaine Fetty kind of breathing down your, your back, maybe that will get you to step up your game. But He's somebody I'm looking at. And then, Jarvis, I will go in a different direction in terms of not so much somebody that the Falcons went out and got, but someone that they actually already have who made a huge impact last season, probably saved them on offense, to be honest with you. And that's Cordero Patterson. Uh, he also showed up early this morning, ready to rock and roll. And as long as his body shows up, again, the versatility that he brings just to be able to be a bruising back but then he'll you know, catch the ball. He can be, he's a great pass catcher. And every now and again, if Marquise needs to put him in some special team situations, he can do that for him as well. So he's one of those veterans. Granted, he's coming back for us. But uh, I, I think you would agree with me as well. Grady Jarrett is another veteran who, yes, he's coming back. But I sure expect him to be one of those guys who makes a big impact, if not the biggest impact. So speaking of impacts, if you will, the XFL is trying to make an impact and make some noise. So when we come back, we'll tell you exactly where they're going to make noise, maybe next season on For the Culture.
Final segment of ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanisha. We want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show. You guys have been giving us the amazing feedback because we have over 2,600 subscribers on our way to 3,000. Go ahead and get our, our Andre 3000 award. Yeah, we're trying to, yeah, we're pushing for that. That's what we get. That's what we, we, we speak it into existence on this show, T. You know, tell them. That's how we just, that's how we get down. But, you know, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports entertainment and the culture and sometimes wherever the hell we want to talk about it. that's just how we get down that's what we do t they have announced you know first of all let me say this i love the rock that's my guy like <laughs> i used to even do the, the people's eyebrow you know that was my whole thing back back in school and everything because i you love watch wrestling and but now he and his ex-wife they have partnered together to, um, with the XFL, purchased the XFL, mm -hmm. and they have announced all of the cities. So it seems like uh, they are they have fallen in love with Texas. So you got Arlington, Houston, mm -hmm. San Antonio. Mm -hmm. There's three cities right there in one state. You know, Texas. Everything is big in Texas. So they they took that to he took that to, um, mm -hmm. to that to heart, right? You got yeah. Las Vegas, man, wow, Orlando, Seattle. Washington DC and St. Louis that I'm super super excited about that because you know the way the Rams left out of there yeah. those people need need some uh need some little kickback for 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 what happened to them when they losing their team so those are are the cities in the XFL mm -hmm. now now the question is are people going to watch right which is and also are people going to attend those games which is why yeah. For That's me, Las Vegas and Houston were head scratchers because mm. Las Vegas is still in the process of embracing the Raiders and really getting that franchise off the ground as a legitimate football franchise in Vegas. So I don't understand why you would try to go into that market. I feel like that's going to be oversaturated because I feel like once the XFL actually rolls out this particular roster of teams in 2023, that'll by that time, the Raiders are going to be in, in, ensconced in mm -hmm. the Vegas scene. So I don't quite understand that move. Same thing with Houston. Now, don't get me wrong. Houston is not exactly Texans country. A lot of those Oilers fans, once they left and they chose another team, they did not turn back. So a lot of those fans actually became Saints fans. And mm -hmm. they didn't turn back when the Texans arrived, right? Right, but right. There are enough Texans fans in the city of houston for me to still scratch my head on that one and say nah i don't i don't i really don't get that now the rest of them i think you make a great point when you think about arlington and real well arlington i'm sorry that's a head scratcher for me too yeah, i mean really yeah. like the cowboys i mean why would you park yourself in a city where they are like i don't i don't quite understand that unless your rationale is that football fans in the Dallas Metroplex are so starved for football that they'll watch you in the off season. Maybe, maybe that's your plan, but I, I don't know. That one to me is really questionable because it's Cowboys or nothing. But I do like San Antonio. They've been starving for a football team because they've had basketball as their only sport, professional sport there for forever. Um, DC Metro, I mean, they're saturated with teams anyway, but technically speaking, you've got the whole DMV space. So if you're in the truly in the DC, like in the district, you'll be the only team in the district because real talk, right. yeah. the commanders play in Virginia and the Ravens play in Maryland. So maybe you'll be able to get a little piece you know, of the action maybe, there. Yeah. yeah, you might get something. And, um, you know, Seattle, 
well, you might be able to get them because their team's going to suck this year. So you might be yeah, able to get some yeah. fans off that. I might get some crossover there. <laughs> and I do think St. Louis, yeah, I, I really like that one as well. I'm like, they actually were decently, I won't say great, because that is still a Cardinals, that city still starts and stops with the Cardinals. That's still a Major League Baseball city all day, every day. However, there still was a contingent of fans that when the Rams left were like, dang, now all we have is the Cardinals because they don't have a <laughs> basketball team. So right. I think that'll be kind of cool for them to get that back. Because I know on the flip side of that, Jarvis, we in New Orleans, you know, we did not have a an NBA team for decades until, you know, we got our, a team franchise back and we have yet to get a Major League Baseball team. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, you feel it sometimes when you don't have that pro team, you feel some type of way. So, hey, kudos to you, St. Louis. No doubt about it. So I think that that's the thing that you think about whether or not this league is going to be successful. I think about the rock, right? Like he, because the business model is to what he's been kind of pumping, like the Mm -hmm. 54th man, right? Like he was, he was just good enough to be the 54th man, never (laughs) able to to make a roster. And I love Mm -hmm. how he's embracing that publicly because I think that that'll kind of be able to get some guys who might not necessarily able to stick around maybe on a mm-hmm. practice squad or something like that but true, true. they'll if, okay instead of trying to make a a, a 53 man roster let mm-hmm. me go to the xfl get yeah. some get some film under my belt and then kind of then try to make that lead to the nfl and i think mm-hmm. that that's the type of player you need to go after because yeah. those may be some guys that were really big big college um football stars and, and didn't necessarily make the cut and mm-hmm. i think that if you can figure out what your target market is. He's done that, he, your target demographic that is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's figured that out. And I think yes. that the passion that he brings for being one of those guys or being mm-hmm. in their shoes, I think that, I think he has the opportunity to be successful. But, mm-hmm. and, but speaking of success, the Chicago Bears are trying to be successful yeah. on the field, but there may be some, they got some, maybe have some opportunities to make some changes to Soldier Field. We'll talk about that. But first, T, tell the folks about Coffee AM. I will tell them. So I had a friend over last night, right? Hadn't seen her mm-hmm. in a couple months. And she is a part of our educational school system here, um, secondary education, if you will, and primary education. So anyway, she of course was like, wow, I don't know if I'm ready to get back to school the early mornings, I've had the whole summer off and now got to get back to early mornings. And I was like, you know what? I got a little gift for you to get your morning started right. Mm, <laughs> so yes. I gave her some coffee AM to go with her to start school next week, right? Because listen, your kids, they're a little different. So she's going to need something to deal with your kids. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good way to put it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so coffee AM would, would have better way for her to really get herself jump started for the new school year than with something that is produced right here in her backyard. Yes, the best small batch roast company in this nation. Now, when you think about it, we say it because it's fresh. So when she opens that bag, and she might even open it this morning, quite honestly, but when she opens that bag, that's going to be fresh coffee for her. Because again, when it's shipped the same day, close to it, you at least know you're gonna get a free, fresh product. Then, Coffee AM only roast, current crop, specialty grade, organic, 
fair trade, direct trade, whatever blend you want, you can get it with them. And you always want to so support local businesses. So you go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on today. Take a look at that full menu of coffees, my favorites, teas and gift sets and choose one for yourself. Or like I did, choose one for a friend. Again, that's coffeeam.com backslash locked on. If you use the product code locked on for your first order, you will get 15% off of this good product that is with the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Get you some. Speaking of product, the Chicago Bears are trying to put out a good product on the field. They have Justin Fields trying to figure his life out up there. <laughs> but they're trying to figure some things out off the field, T. Chicago yeah. Mayor Lori Light Lightfoot revealed mm -hmm. three proposals on uh, yesterday for renovations to Soldier Field to try yeah. to keep the Bears in the city, right? Because everybody mm -hmm. trying to move to the suburbs. Yes. <clears throat> you know, you know, the Falcons, thankfully the Falcons haven't done that, but no, everybody, that was yeah, exactly. That was be a move. So at the center of the proposal is the construction of a dome stadium, mm -hmm. which could cost anywhere from $900 million to $2.2 billion. Yeah. You, what do you think about a domed soldier field? Bring it, bring it. I mean, okay. because when I look at what, the Minnesota Vikings dome is unreal. I mean, yeah. it is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful <laughs> there. And you could see when I was in Minnesota a couple of years ago, they were finishing. So, you know, mm -hmm. it was in the finishing stages. So you could actually see inside of the dome uh, riding by on the tram. Absolutely beautiful. And I know even though Detroit never puts a good product on the field, having <laughs> one of the reasons they were actually bless able them. to get, bless their hearts, one of the reasons they were able to get that Super Bowl all those years ago when it had to be relocated there was because they play inside. They play indoors. And yeah, football is a cold weather sport, but for the Super Bowl, you don't want that thing out there in five degree weather. So, and if you go, if you've ever been to Soldier Field, it's beautiful. It's on the water. You know, that's that's a beautiful scene, if you will. However, it looks like something that is a little bit antiquated. Yes, it's nostalgic, but an upgrade probably wouldn't hurt. But man, I don't know, because Chicagoans might be like, Shh, this might hit our pockets really, really hard. And speaking of something that we hope will hit hard, that's hitting hard with John Chuckery all day, every day. You should check him out. Check out A to Z with Mark Zeno, because just like we will be talking tomorrow, hopefully, about a dub from the Braves with Spencer Strider taking the mound. Those guys are going to give you their reactions as well. And you know we're going to talk a little bit of, we'll say, Falcons pre-training camp as those veterans are reporting in today. So for Jarvis, I'm Tanitra. Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you guys tomorrow. Y'all come back now, you yeah.